Hey guys, I want to take a second and remind you to check out our friends over at AJS Designs Boutique, where they make gifts for the ones that you love the most. They're awesome. They make anything from bow holders for your little girl to hat holders for your little man, shadow boxes, and so much more. They even make art display signs to show off your little Picasso's masterpieces. All the items are customizable. They're easy and fun to work with. Come up with a gift that's special for you or anyone that you love. Follow and like them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. They just made some awesome stickers for us that we're so excited to get out to you guys. So again, follow them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. Shows you guys fucking giggling. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my lord! <laughs> Welcome to Uncle Buck's house. I am your host, Kyle Buck. I do have a co-host. His name is Nick Oaks. He's one of my best friends in the world. <laughs> I love it. What were we laughing at? Our producer and host with the most over here at Flyover Studios, BJ, the BJ. Um, anything goes here. We have some very fun things going on, some fun conversations all the time. It's where it's going. 060606. The mark of Take the out the zeros. Yeah. That McDonald's is the devil. Uh, oh, God. Beach is like, real glad I gave these guys a show. Yes, sir. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Uncle Buck's house. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, drive to, drive from. Uh, thank you for joining us yet again at Uncle Buck's house. Nick, as always, is with me. Hey, hey. What's up, man? Not much. Um, it is a uh, very fun day in the studio. We have a very uh, uh, interesting guest that I'm, I'm excited to chat with today, um, the music editor over at Nuvo, and he covers all types of things over at Nuvo. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, Seth Johnson's in the studio. How's hey, it going, man? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, so well, one of the things that I kind of wanted to jump uh, jump and dive into our conversation is here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're sort of the vaccine has been available for what, like, I don't know, a week now? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say that I called that on one of the episodes. You did. You did. You said before the end of the year. Yeah. Yep, nice. absolutely. Called it. <laughs> um, and... So, so, so the vaccine's been out for, for about a week now. And so, you know, over the course of the next couple of weeks, we're going to be seeing, you know, what, if any side effects are, are most common, that sort of thing. And that's going to have a huge effect on consumer confidence when it comes to live music, especially um, around Indianapolis that has such a very cool live music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, from your point of view, what is live music going to look like? um in, in indianapolis yeah i mean i think that uh I, it's, it definitely has been interesting and i so like from all the outdoor events that i've gone to um through the summer i feel like um that kind of gave a good um perspective in terms of there I, I, there were still a lot of people that were going yeah and the social distancing was still there um the capacities like for instance like hi-fi um i went to several shows there and like they just had Oh, smaller capacity, but it was very spacious. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like people of almost the whole age spectrum, like obviously like fucking grandmas weren't there, but, yeah. like, but <laughs> yeah. like there were older people there that were comfortable. And so I feel like... And I probably brought their kids to yeah. some stuff as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so like I think that like those types of like outdoor events, I think like once those can start happening again, I think those especially like next spring summer like aren't really by that time i feel like people are going to be comfortable obviously certain people still won't feel comfortable but i think that those really aren't going to have to be too heavily effective now indoor shows i will say like i i know like venues like the jazz kitchen have like 
recently had kind of remodeled their indoor. So that yeah. way, like, it's just the tables are more spread out. Mm-hmm. The whole area is more open. And I feel like like the venues doing that is like already kind of showing that like they're trying to make everyone feel comfortable. Yeah. Now will everyone feel comfortable? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, and like that to me is like, I think that there will even be people that are like maybe 50 or older that will be hesitant to go to indoor stuff as much. Sure. Um, but I still think that, I mean, I, I think there's still going to be plenty of an audience, especially if the um, restrict, like if the social distancing stuff is something that like these venues still keep, keep in mind which i think mm-hmm. they will you know yeah. like and even like venues like helium um like i know like they're still doing like all the stuff like um when it comes to like spacing out tables and all that yeah so like i think that like it doesn't isn't just music venues but comedy venues seem to be doing smart and i don't know i think that like at this point like a lot of people are confident enough in what these venues are doing to trust them and to know that like things are going to be safe, you know? Sure. And, and also, you know, that, that, um, is sort of lends an interesting, um, question to, to if, if the powers that be come out and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, you know, you don't really need to social distance anymore. You don't really need to do this and that. Like, do do you think there's still going to be as much uh, of a of a uh, reservation with the public, or do you think that 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 will sort of be a green light to venues to be mm. like, okay, we can add these extra eighty tables back in here Man. or whatever? Because places places like you know um, it, whether it's Helium, you mm-hmm. know, uh, 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 an amazing comedy club, or whether you're you know um, the Shoefly Public House that yeah. has a cool basement for comedy, yeah. or whether you're you're any of these other venues, you know having having 50 percent capacity is essentially Mm -hmm. you know a a stab in the heart but when you know how how do you think that could work if the powers say that it's okay to be man yeah i don't know i i i feel like there will definitely be certain places um that will try to just go back to full capacity because because of for money alone you know Mm -hmm. um but i don't know like i and that i think that that's going to be quite an interesting thing to watch is like how do you make people feel safe but also try to go back to normal yeah because there's definitely going to be some people that aren't going to care mm-hmm. and they're just going to go back to if a club is crowded they won't care yeah. um, but then there will also be older folks like even my parents age that probably wouldn't be feel confident in that you yeah. know and so like i don't know i, I it, it'll be really interesting i i mean i feel like it'll just be like a balancing act of like trying to please people but then also trying to profit you know and yeah yeah, i'm i'll be really curious to see that as well um especially when it comes to like smaller like indoor clubs like helium or white rabbit or uh Mm hi-fi or like places like that you know like those places are like i even i interviewed um, one of the co-owners of Helium, like the whole chain of all of them, and like he was just talking about how like clubs like Helium are designed to be sold out. Like yeah. that's just the way that the design of that Business industry works. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so like that's kind of like, and, and I feel like as soon as they can go back to doing that again, they're going to want to do sure. that because that's the only way that they can make money. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but and, I don't know. I'll, I'm curious to see too. And I think that um, from where, where where I'm at right now, uh, we go out to eat yeah. and there's still wait, like waiting, people waiting for an hour, some, some restaurants. Yeah. And they are half capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if they weren't half capacity, that would tell people hey, it's okay to come back out and eat. And then on top of that, you know, people are wearing their mask Mm -hmm. inside of facilities and then they sit down and you can take your mask off and they're perfectly fine with doing that. Mm -hmm. In in reality, it doesn't make any difference. Like the virus is not going to not hit your table because you're sitting there. Yeah. Like if the virus is in the building, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna affect you. That's just how it works. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I I think that uh, people will start since the vaccine's out. It's gonna give people this peace of mind, um, and I think people will start going back out to those things. Um, and then I think that these these companies that are housing these um, comedy shows, music events, yeah. um, 
if they're not full capacity, I think people will understand that. And mm-hmm. I think people will be willing to pay a little bit more yep, to I be so at a at a safe yeah. Uh, yeah. venue where they can have drinks, have a good time, not worry about the virus. So if they were losing money from not being full yeah. capacity, I think that they'll still be able to recoup just by telling people like, hey, we're doing this to keep everybody safe. Yeah. And I think people will They're be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think that, that in a in a situation where places remain fewer tables, um, that sort of situation, you're going to end up with a with, with a higher ticket price yeah. and you know that's that is the sort of deal that you're making with mm-hmm. the public and and if if you know that's the, if that's the way it's going to go that's sort of the the beauty of the free market you know yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of an agreement that the that the um you know proprietors and the and the patrons um agree on yeah. so um but then also i think that you're going to see i think you're going to see this interesting sort of Sort of not. I, I don't want to say competition, but you're going to mm-hmm. see this sort of um, situation pop out where sometimes people come into town. You know, if if they can sell out a place mm-hmm. that's um, you know 150 places, but they can't find a venue that's not you know holding more than 80 in a room or something yeah. like that. You know, j- just hypothetically, you know, that can really change the way that they could potentially map tours and could, mm-hmm. and could potentially, you know, um, ha- have an effect in, in, in that regard, which again, you know, would have to be supplemented by higher ticket prices yeah. or you um, supplement it by offering a live stream option. Yep, I was going to say that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, I think that is going to be really where the, the, you know, future is going to go. I think, I think you're going to start, I think by next summer, Mm-hmm. By next summer, we're going to have a live streaming service that live streams concerts. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, I th- I I think it's going to be called Live Nation TV, possibly <laughs> or well, something like that. You yeah. know, and there's too many places that have are too many big name places that have invested in too much technology like that already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're not going to invest in something like that just for a few months or mm-hmm. a year to keep people happy. If they knew that this was going to completely go away yeah. and that everything was going to be live again, they would not have invested in that type of technology. They're investing in that because there's a future for it. And now that they've introduced this to people, there's going to be people that want to go to the venues so they can still go. But then there's going to be people that just will never feel safe. And now they have this live stream option. Yep. Hell yeah, I'll pay $40 for this. I don't have to buy any food. I don't have to buy any drinks. Yeah. I'll be happy to pay 20 bucks more to have a live stream rather than yep. paying $20 for I can run it through my sound bar at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can have a party over here if I want to with people that I know who are safe, who aren't sick. Yeah. You know, whatever. So I I think that is a huge thing. And movie theaters are doing it. People Mm -hmm. are willingly paying $20 to watch a movie, a brand new movie on their TV. First of all, you don't pay $20 (laughs) for a theater based movie. Like you go to a theater for an experience. And you're not going to. get that experience at home uh, you're just not i don't care what kind of yeah. system you have at home it's just not going to happen yeah if i don't have a 700 foot screen or however tall that screen is 700 <laughs> i need a big one screen. i need a big one 700 foot screen that's a 70 story building yeah. damn. <laughs> that's you're a damn 70 right. story building yeah. is 700 listen, feet listen when i want to when i watch king kong i want to see how how tall he oh really is <laughs> I don't. Th- I still don't think the movie's going to be at scale. But you know, <laughs> I just, anyway. Yeah, I but no, I, I, yeah, no, I think, uh, um, I, I, I think it's definitely, definitely going to transition in, in, into a live stream sort Me of too. situation. Mm-hmm. But it, in the adverse of that, I think you're going to see a lot of people that thrive on the live experience. Yep. I think it's going to enrich the live experience because those that are questionable about it, and you know. In my experience, those that are kind of the dickheads at festivals yeah. are the ones who, you know, maybe are just fulfilling a ticket that right. they maybe, you know, they want really or something like that. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that they would maybe much rather buy something to watch at home. Yeah. You know, those that really want to be there are the ones that are going to be there. And I think that that's going to yep. enrich the live experience for those that are doing it. Yep, I agree. And yep. um, and so, yeah, hopefully hopefully that balances itself out, man, because it's uh, I- Indianapolis just has such a, a, a very 
um, cool music scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth, you and I actually met. Um, I'm not sure if you remember this, but uh, we I think we're playing one of our first shows at the Hi Fi. Okay. Um, as uh, the Stampede String Band, we were doing yeah. one of our first shows, and I think we were playing with like. Oh gosh, who were we playing with? Like the Knollwood Boys or something okay, like okay, that. Okay, okay, and uh, and and we just had a like, like a really cool, really cool conversation in the back of the room, and like we've kind of been yeah. seeing what what everyone's been up to since then, and and then I you know heard that you were, saw you were taking over the music editor spot, and I'm like hell yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad Seth's out here representing indie music. You know, if if you were to talk to someone who maybe wasn't from here or, or mm-hmm. just moved here, um. Give us a sort of a breakdown of spots that we we're gonna have to check out or what to look for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <coughs> um, I so right now I guess like I love the those type of smaller venues like I mentioned like Hi Fi, um, and I and like I live in Fountain Square, so there's just so many of them even like in that yes. vicinity. Um, like love even, Fountain Square. Even when you talk about like um, Tonic Ball that happens every year mm-hmm. um, in normal years, um, like there's so that happens at. Uh, Hi-Fi, White Rabbit, Radio Radio. Um, those are all great venues. Um, Square Cat Vinyl, I don't think it happens there, but Square Cat Vinyl also has a cool small stage. Which I yeah, really shout enjoy. out to Mike Yeah, everybody over there. Yep. Um, so those are all just within that vicinity. But then, I mean, like, I also love, like, State Street Pub is great for, like, divier punk shows and stuff. A lot of hip-hop happens there, too. Same with Melody Inn. Oh, yeah. Um, Gotta love the Mel. Yeah, and then you have... Um, places like Jazz Kitchen and chat, like Jazz Kitchen and Chatterbox are definitely both um, kind of carrying on the jazz legacy. One is more high scale, one is more divey. Um, those are two places that I love as well. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of, I mean, like then there, then you like go tear up for the Vogue. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm trying to think of like, uh, I hope I'm not. I'm not oh, uh, another place that I love that I haven't mentioned is Hewer. Um, it's, this is that's like a DIY spot um, on the south oh, side. What's well, what's it called? Hewer. Hewer. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Um, it's kind of like they have like a bunch of like interactive art, but they also have shows there too. That's um, cool. And that's like all again. That's like all genres. There's yeah. not like it's not specifically anything. I love that Hewer. Big shout out to Hewer. I love them. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm trying to think of other places that I'm forgetting. Well, and <laughs> what's what's so cool is that you is that you know um, the the like red line now can mm-hmm. you can run neighborhood to neighborhood yeah. now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty so, much. Man. Yeah, you, it's it, it's one of those sort of situations where you know in a, a in a non-COVID yeah. world, if that ever exists again, <laughs> um, like you could watch you know the first part of a show mm-hmm. somewhere hop on the red line that's and in, what i used to do a oh lot. absolutely there used to be some nights where i'd go to like three shows in a night oh yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah 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 and india is built they're, they're way behind on that red. that red line should have been here 10 years ago yeah, yeah. i agree because uh, india is built for something like that i yeah. i lived in um uh tempe and phoenix the tempe phoenix arizona for a while yeah and their public transit system is fantastic. Yeah. It also helps because it's basically just a grid yeah. that Phoenix is built on. But Indy is kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of it one ways. It should have happened way earlier. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and there would have been a lot less, um, I guess, tomfoolery down there yeah. if, if uh, some of this stuff would have been, <laughs> would have been if, if this would have been there. Yeah, at least for me. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. you gotta watch out for that tomfoolery. <laughs> That's such a great word, actually. I'm, I'm really glad you used is it. Is it is it is it a word or is it two words? No, it's one word. It's uh uh it's t o m f o o l r e r y. Oh, that's even better. Tomfoolery. F o o l e r y. I am yeah. using that word all. I did not know that. I'm using that word. So yeah, tomfoolery. Like uh, persnickety is a good one. Yeah, persnickety, persnickety. is. A good oh one. yeah. yeah. Um, no good nicks. You gotta, <laughs> no you, gotta, goodness. you gotta watch out for those no good. Nicks. Fuck that. What is oh, wrong yeah. with me? Okay. What is wrong with me? I just realized the joke. That's hilarious. That's that would be your wrestling name. No good No good That would be his wrestling name. That is great. Is, the, is no good I actually name. like yeah. it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And I I'd be, I don't know, buck stops here or something. I don't know. I'd wear like a Buck I'd, Nasty. That's yeah. Just, yeah, just I it, guess so. With a money sign. Yeah, keep it in the name. What a yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what are you writing trapper names like name on your trapper keeper oh yeah that's no a, if it was on my trapper keeper it'd be that 90s s that looks like a gargoyle yes. yeah. <laughs> it'd totally be that one um but yeah i mean it's it's uh it's a so so let's sort of transition into another side of uh, what you do for mm-hmm. um, Nuvo, which is covering the Pacers. Mm-hmm. So so do you think that that you know if attendance to games, yeah, um, if, if attendance to games stays low even in a more open scenario, do you think that there's going to start being a paywall to watch games? Man, that's interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, at least not, I don't know. I I, I I would say probably not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't really. I really don't know. They that's wouldn't good. be allowed to do that yeah. because okay. they because the TV rights have already been bought by ESPN and like that FS1. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. What's gotcha, the gotcha. have they? Uh, what, what's the capacity? Uh, at- they're only allowing me. So I just, just went to my first game a couple of days ago, um, and they're only allowing media, no fans. Man. Um, yeah, it's re- it was really weird. That has <laughs> it was so weird for the players itself. Yeah, it's just not the same. Like yeah. imagine, they imagine had, practice, yeah. and then imagine going and playing in the game. Oh yeah, yeah. it's just, I mean, and not feeling that big of a difference between the yeah. two. Yeah, they had the fake crowd no- crowd noise and stuff, which yeah. was pretty oh, funny. Really? Yeah, they did, and like yeah, yeah. it was really reactive. Like it actually did. Like when like someone would get a foul and like boo and stuff. Oh, <laughs> like, really? yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, it was how really they, reactive. How do they? How do they? I don't know. Like I don't. I don't understand that science. I wonder man. if there's someone up there with like buttons that's like yeah. trying to react. And, I would, like, I would think it's a WWE soundboard. was one of the first ones to do this even before the pandemic. They would pipe in noise. Oh okay. shit! Okay. Because there's like a five second delay gotcha. from the broadcast. Right. So they actually pipe in um, chants now on wrestling. Like okay. this is awesome. Wow. This is awesome. So Dude, so those are those. That's not really the. Cr- I mean, the crowd might be doing it, but it's no. Not the crowd's the not. Crowd. The crowd's no. So they have those television screens up where people will sign up so that your face can be on there on the, yeah. on the in the dome or whatever yeah. for wrestling. But the noise is, is piped in by um, the truck, like. Okay. Uh, the executive producer is Kevin Dunn, I believe. He's the one that controls when they say it and how they say it. Oh, so okay. you think? Do you think it's like a soundboard? Like they just yeah. hit a button and that's the yeah. that's the boo, that's the cheer. Okay. So back when um, <gasps> they would want a certain wrestler to be over, they would actually pipe down the boos and pipe in cheers. So okay. like wrestling's been doing it for a very long time. Interesting, huh? Okay. Okay. Leave it up to the. <laughs> McMahon's yeah. they're just doing everything over very, there. Very, very interesting. Are. Yeah, so I, I, I first saw it in soccer. I think soccer was the first sport to have the the mm-hmm. sound piped in. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Wrestling actually might have been first, but the first national sport. Yeah, yeah. And you and like you said, it was it was very, very reactive. Yeah. And it sounded like I, I didn't know if there was like 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 the crowd behind the camera yeah or if like it was like like it, it just sounded really good yeah so you still get the experience but it's 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 still different being like playing in front of yeah. I, I i've i've played in front of some pretty decent sized crowds yeah and just seeing that amount of people there mm-hmm. and you can feel like you can feel those people move like when the so when we would hit a shot and i was on like the student section end yeah and we hit the shot and the students would jump up and like you can feel them jumping up and down yeah. on the ground and i i could just imagine like hearing twenty thousand people roar, yeah, yeah, like yeah. hearing them physically roar instead of it being over a speaker. <laughs> yeah, like you're just not gonna get that feeling yeah. anymore. And yeah, it, it's. I mean, obviously they get paid a lot of money to go out there and do it. Yeah, but if that adrenaline that you get with the fans being there, it's it's got to be a little difficult to yep. to be able to harness that yep. without the fans being there. Agreed. I thought it was pretty. <laughs> the thing that cracked me up the most at the game that i just was at was they still had um the drum line there <laughs> and i was like why is there a drum line when fucking no one is here oh like, my it God. Was just, and it was just like so loud because there was no crowd so it's like it's like this loud ass drum line going echoing. yeah and i was just like why is this necessary that's like, hilarious of all the things you're gonna keep you're gonna keep the drum line like <laughs> that is hilarious yeah, yeah. are they that's talking so about um like kind of relaxing the no fans or I think is there they, a time period? yeah they so at the start of the season the NBA said that like 
um, cities had to have like a certain be below a positivity rate. I think it had to be like it was like crazy. It's like three percent positivity yeah. rate. Yeah, Indiana's so, like, never gonna yeah, get there. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's a <laughs> lot of places that are probably not gonna get no. that for the whole season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely Indiana. There's yeah. too many. Uh, too many. I ain't wearing my mask in here today. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and you know, um, when when the uh, um that positivity rate is it's kind of an odd thing because they they test people that that do test positive they yeah. test them three or four or five times yeah. and even though like and they do that like every other every other day or like every two days or something like that yeah. and and so a lot of times those numbers are getting calculated into that positivity rate yeah. when it's almost you're counting the same po- positive yeah, rate yeah same person yeah, yeah, yeah multiple times so yeah. but like you know it's a it's a it's a very strange sort of thing that like you know is it going to take the powers that be telling people it's okay or, mm-hmm. or will the people eventually get to a point where they're like, you know, I understand the risk. Yeah. I want to yep. see my I actually, pacers. I had to sign a waiver to be in the media section. Like, Oh, yeah. interesting. Like the every, for every game now they're making us like fill out a form that says, I agree that if I get COVID, I'm not going to sue you guys. Like wow. pretty much, like that's like the thing. Yeah, that, I bet you they make fans do that when they, they probably like, when will. You're gonna yeah. have to buy tickets online, and you're gonna have to. It's check gonna a box be in that, your yeah yeah yeah. yeah. That's it's definitely weird gonna to be th- a thing. I was just thinking because when I was at the game the other night, I was just thinking like. It will just be really weird to like sit next to strangers again, like so close, you know. Because well, yeah. like for so long you're just like used to that, and yeah, now yeah. like the first time you do that again, it's just gonna feel really weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and that in and of itself is so weird. Yeah, like, like the fact that that would even feel weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. But it's in in you know it's a it's especially getting into the winter now. Yeah. You know, w- winter time in Indiana is basketball. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's yeah. what it is yep. and especially with comedy yep. you know it be, being a being a fall being a fallen winner sort of always <laughs> super sort of popular sort of situation yeah. that's that's always getting really funky yep. um, I'm glad to see helium still doing me too. what they can yeah, you know same, um, same, same, yeah, same. yeah 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 that, that that's that's a whole lot of fun do you um, I getting back to the um, getting back to the the Pacers coverage mm-hmm. like so so it's the Preseason, technically, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, your season starts on Wednesday. Gotcha. Right. I, yeah. I, I don't follow sports enough. A, this guy good. keeps me involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a super short uh, preseason. Yeah. Yep. Which, honestly, I think that's how long it should be. Yeah, personally, I agree. Yeah. There, there's no reason to have yeah. almost a month long preseason. Uh, yeah, like these are professional athletes. Yep. If they can't keep in shape, then they don't. Yeah, they don't have very much motivation. I agree, man. Um, but yeah, it's um. What what do you think about the roster this year? Who's your who's your I guess before we get in the roster, who's mm-hmm. your um uh player that you're watching out for? This year, um I would try to say the player that I am watching the most. Um I mean, the starters are it's pretty much they're pretty much running the team back, which is with the mm-hmm. new coach, which is interesting. I'm a huge fan of the new coach. Um I've really enjoyed talking to him already. He's just very more uh, modern and not as uh, old school right, as old right. Nate McMillan was. Uh, but anyways, the player I'm watching the most actually this year is Aaron Holiday, and he's a bench player, but um, I think that in this new system with the new coach, um, Aaron is going to look really good. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it's a really fast pace, up and down the court type of thing, and um, put up a lot of shots, and like that's just the way that Aaron Holiday's game is, and I feel like he was kind of held back by the last coach. Yeah. Um, and I think that this, yeah, this new system is really going to benefit him. And I think I could see him being like their sixth man this year, just because he's definitely. gonna be he's gonna be killing it. I think I, I definitely agree with. It. He's definitely the sixth man yeah. in uh, my opinion. Yeah. Um. And I I was not a fan of Nate McMillan. Yeah. I was yeah. so upset uh, when they fired Vogel. Yeah. For McMillan, yeah. like he took four steps backwards. Yeah. Not that Mc, not that McMillan was a a terrible coach, but Vogel is that good of a coach. Yeah, yeah. Vogel like, is great. There's a reason why he's with the Lakers. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. there's a reason why their team is the, one of the best defensive teams yeah. in the NBA. Yep. Like, you do not, in, in, in this day and age, you do not let a defensive-minded coach go. Because yep. the offense is always going to be there. The players yep. are the offense, yep. not not the coach. Yep. Because if the coach was the offense and the players, like, they, they had this cohesiveness, then the Rockets would have won seven <laughs> championships. <laughs> yeah. But they don't win. They don't make it out of the playoffs. Yeah, ever because yeah. they're an offensive based team. Yeah, they are. And even though you know the Warriors 
are a fantastic scoring team. Yeah. They are a fantastic Defense defensive team, team too. Yep, yep, yep. And and I so I I think defensively um the Pacers took so many steps back when they uh, brought on yeah. um McMillan. So yeah. I'm 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 happy with the coaching change. Yeah. Um my player that I'm interested in mm-hmm. is not necessarily I don't know how much he'll actually play this year, mm-hmm. but it's Jalen Locke. Right on. Um I watched him in 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 high school, yeah. And this this kid is an athlete, yeah. I mean, he was one of the first kids to do a, a, a between the legs dunk in. Yeah, a game I've seen some videos in of high school, Duncan, man. Oh, Dude, sure. He yeah. is, and he went from high school straight to the pros, and so he basically because you can't really do that, but mm-hmm. he basically did what the Ball brother, uh, what Lamelo did, mm-hmm. and he went overseas to play. Yeah. Or if it wasn't overseas, then he went to the G League to play. Okay. And he he got his minutes in there and he yeah. was he was handling himself yeah, yeah, in the G yeah. League and he finally got his spot in the NBA. Yeah. And I was so happy the Pacers yeah. um picked him up and they yeah. got Cassius Stanley yeah, he's in, dope, the, in the recent draft. Yeah. And I think that was for when mm-hmm. he got picked, that was a steal because yep. he was one of Duke's main scores. Yeah. And um if if you're a main scorer for Duke, then you're, yeah, you're then a pretty you're solid. Decent yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. He's also going to be fun too, man. That dude can jump out of the gym. Out of the gym. Yeah. He. Uh, I was on a Zoom with him uh, like a couple weeks ago, and someone asked him the first time he dunked, and he said it, the first time he dunked was in sixth grade. And That's I was insane. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> insane. And they were like, well, how do you know that you could do it? And he was like, I was just messing around, and yeah. I thought I'd try dunking, and I could. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn, man. Like, oh what? my god. Yeah. yeah. And he's like. Six six. I yeah. was so I'm only I'm only five eleven. My yeah. first dunk was in the eighth grade. Right on. And okay. it was just kind of like that. We were just messing around. Yeah. And the ball came off the backboard, yeah. and I was in the air, and I grabbed it. Yeah. And I like turned it over and grabbed the rim. It didn't go in, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so from that point on, I just kept doing it, and nice. um, we had a uh, we had a game. Um, it was a faculty versus the uh, basketball team. Okay. And um, I, uh, one of, I think <laughs> it was uh, one of my, one of our point guards threw it off the backboard. Yeah. And I caught it and nice. dunked it in the game. Right on, man. So it was, it was pretty cool. But yeah. I cannot do what Cassius did. Over a yeah. wrestling coach. <laughs> <laughs> over a re- <laughs> he did it over the wrestling coach. <laughs> but it was still I'll cool. I'll take it. I remember watching it. It was cool. I'll take I, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so so you get to um interview a lot mm-hmm. of the players face to face. Who's who's your who's your like most interactive if you had to Yeah. One Definitely or two. either Malcolm Brogdon or Justin Holiday. Um they're both super genuine dudes and like um I don't know, like they just give actual answers, thoughtful answers and yeah. not just like the typical um yeah thing that you would expect a player to say um and then i don't i don't know they're both like also really interesting people like justin holiday for example like he uh plays guitar and he's like really into music oh, that's and, cool. yeah he's just like and like malcolm brogdon is really into like um social justice issues mm-hmm. and stuff like that and so both of them are just like i've i've talked to both of them about like non-basketball stuff and yeah. they're like just as fun to talk to about yeah. like, like everything cool. you know yeah. like they're just cool people and yeah. Malcolm Brogdon is a very, very intelligent guy. Yeah, he's, he's super smart. He, um, oh man, where did he graduate from? Virginia. Virginia, yeah. yeah. He was like, I, I think, think he could have gone to like Ivy League if he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I, I, I want to say he graduated with a 4.0 yeah. while being That's an all star cool. basketball player. Yeah. yeah. In Virginia, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, they won the mm-hmm. championship mm-hmm. with him there. Yep, they did. So, I mean, he's a fantastic student and a fantastic athlete. Yep, yep. And that's one. That's one thing that we can say about the Pacers yeah. is that every single one of them are they're actually good guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and I agree. I've yeah. I've uh uh no, I don't think I I think all the players that I've met, I don't think they're on this team. Right on. Um they are good I, guys though. Yeah. But I know of these guys yeah, and yeah. they're 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 good guys. It's pretty cool to have brothers on the team too. Yeah. Yep. Justin and Aaron Holiday. Yep, yep. That's agreed. that's gotta be a pretty cool dynamic when you're like when you're having a bad day and your brother's <laughs> yeah. right there and you can just yep. do whatever. Yep, yep, yep. That's pretty cool. For sure, man. Yeah. Did do the are the Lopez brothers on the same team? No, uh, no, they, they, they were. were. I don't oh, think that's they, right. They were. Okay. I don't know if they are. See, now. I do they're, know some basketball stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they were on um, the Bucks. Yeah, they were on the Bucks together. But I, I, oh, I think that's one, right. I think one of them. Might I have made left. that decision. Yeah, <laughs> I think. <laughs> 
I think Robin. I think uh, I think Robin was signed to like a one year contract that that year. He got. I think he got cut from his normal team, and yep. they picked him up on like that minimum or whatever it yeah. is. But yeah, it's it's got to be pretty cool to play with your brother. I know, man. It'd be super then, weird. Then you got the um, Morris twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. Markeith is on the Lakers. I don't know what Mar- team Marcus Morris is on. I think he might be on the Clippers. Actually. They both play for the Clippers. Oh, yeah. they do? Okay. Yeah, no. they, yeah, they do. No, um, Markeith plays for the Lakers. Yeah, Markeith's on the Lakers. Is he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They yeah. both share a bank account, though. <clears throat> Interesting. It's funny what? that they're, yep. so they are both, they're this both the, in LA, but they're on different teams. That's kind of funny. Yeah, they were. I think they were both on the Clippers. Uh, was it last year? At, at one point, but, yeah. Yeah, they still share a joint checking account. Interesting. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, wow. damn, that's a big that's ass a bank account. Fat ass bank account. <laughs> damn. Money for days. Yeah. Hold damn. on, let me call my brother and see how much money we got. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I think my brother got paid. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> didn't you get paid? You played last night? Oh, yeah, I did. We're on opposite <laughs> weeks. The Lakers get paid on the second and fourth, the Clippers get paid on the fourth and third. <laughs> I always keep 30 G's in my bank account. <laughs> oh, man. Man, uh, be, I bet one of those guys has like a way bigger contract too, so that'd be kind of funny to be like, yeah, I yo, think, I just saw your check come in, man. Mine's going to be a little smaller than that. I think, Mar- <laughs> I think Markeith is the, in my opinion, I think he's a little bit better than Marcus. Right but. on. Yeah, yeah. So when, when you're interviewing mm-hmm. these players, do you like, I, I'm sure they get asked a lot of the same questions. Mm-hmm. What do you focus on specifically in trying to keep it fresh for them? Because I'm sure that in return that, you know, that setting them up with a, with a, you know, setting them up with a fluff question is often an yeah. easy way to get a fluff answer. Yep, it is. So, so, sure. so what sort of things do you think about when you talk to these Man, guys that keep good. them engaged? Yeah. Um, I, a lot of times, cause I, I feel like there's a lot of guys, um, on these calls that like already have a list in front of them that mm-hmm. are like, oh, I'm going to ask these, but I feel like the more, like a lot of times, so a lot of times I will like hop on the heels of someone's question and be like, okay, the, you just said this and that answer, but let me hear more about like, oh, for exa- okay. cause like, for example, like Old Depot a couple days ago, like <clears throat> we had talked to Sabonis and so, before Old Depot and Sabonis was like, I think that was Oladipo's one of his better games post injury, and so then um, I asked, I told Oladipo, "Hey, Sabonis just said this. What oh, do you okay. think about that? You know?" And like, I feel like when you're like doing more off the cuff stuff, then you typically do get better answers from them because mm-hmm. they can't script that. Right? Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. But I, so I do also, I, and I talked to you about like I when I talked to Justin and Malcolm, and like I try to when I can also just treat them as people oh, sure. and act, talk, ask them about questions as themselves, you know? And I think that that's something that I do more than a lot of other reporters, just because, I mean, I'm, I have my passes through Nuvo too. So yeah. like Nuvo readers care a lot about like them as people as well, you know? Yeah. Um, so I try to do that when I can, like a couple of weeks ago, I asked like TJ Warren about like his, uh, like top artists of 2020 because it was like around the time when like everyone oh, was yeah. posting their like Spotify stuff and so I was like yo TJ like who are who are some of your like top artists of 2020 and like yeah, I could tell that like he just was like excited to like not talk about yeah. basketball you yeah, know yeah yeah and like that, yeah it's just I I try to do that when it makes sense you yeah know? yeah um, and so. and you mentioned that like these players have obligation to the yeah. media yeah so I. I I could assume that they would appreciate yep. off the cuff questions yep. because a lot of the times they're being coached. All right, when they ask you this, this is what you say. Yep. When they ask you this, and after a while, and, and I mentioned to you and on on the way over here, you yeah. can tell when a lot of these people are or a lot of these players are using like the robotic yep. answers that yep. they've been taught and used over the years. Yep. And then when they hear that that off the cuff that question that's not quite mm-hmm. uh, a, a part of the script yeah, yeah they're like what oh what yeah oh, okay well i'm gonna show you how smart i am yeah. i'm gonna show you how cool i am yeah let me show you my collection over here my shoe collection my yeah. uh, cd collection yeah, like, yeah. like uh kind of like cribs like yeah. the artists <laughs> the artists were completely different artists yeah. when they shook when they were showing their house yeah. and, and and showing like a public or a uh, personal uh thing of their own mm-hmm. so yeah i gotta appreciate that i'm i'm glad there are actual journalists out there that think about those kinds of things yeah, i definitely try to for sure <coughs> yeah, yeah so so in being the um i heard on the harder brunch which uh mm-hmm. shout out to uh to dyke and everybody over there yeah um uh 
you said that you do get starstruck sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, w- which have you been most starstruck in interviewing music folks mm. or interviewing <laughs> sports folks? That's a good question. Um, man, I would probably say sports, uh, just because they're just I don't know, like. I, I, and that's probably more for me because, like, I grew up a Pacers fan. I was, like, for as young, like, for as long as I can remember, I've, like, loved the Pacers. So, like, yeah. it's Indiana. Is, basketball. It is, yeah. It just is, like, yeah. and, like, I feel like more musicians are just, like, normal. I, like, basketball players are normal, too, but, like, I don't see them as that as yeah. much, you know? Like, yeah, I don't, for sure. I just feel like my wife is more similar to that of a musician than it is to a basketball player. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which so, totally makes sense. Yeah, so that's kind of, I don't know. I definitely, and, like, I don't know. When I talk to some, like, bigger famous musicians, there are times when I'm really starstruck. Um, but I would say, uh, and I, I don't know, like, now it's not that way with the Pacers. Like, now I'm pretty used to just talking to them, you know. But, like, when I first started talking to them, I was just like, holy shit, this is really weird, you know. Yeah. Like, when I first walked into the locker room for the first time, I was just like, wow, okay. Like, I'm here. Yeah. This is yeah, fucking yeah. weird. Like, this doesn't yeah. seem real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got these six, eight yeah. monsters walking yeah. beside yeah, you. Yeah. Like, who the fuck made you? Yeah. Like, where did you come out of? Yeah. That's God. Yeah. So, so who, who would you say you've been the most starstruck um, talking to? That's interesting. Um, man, I'm going to go. I'm trying to think of like someone really off. The, uh, so someone that is really interesting. Um, John Cusack. Okay. Uh, he, that was one that was really, uh, yeah, uh, he was, I was really intimidated when I talked to him. Yeah. He was really chill, but like. Just like getting ready for that call, I was like, "Shit! Like, what if this dude is like not at all like what I think he's gonna be yeah. like?" Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. He's just like, <laughs> he and he actually was. He was like super chill. He yeah. like was very much like kind of like the guy that you think he is. He was like very, uh, I don't know, relaxed, likes mm-hmm. music, just a chill guy. Sure. Uh, but like, yeah, like a lot of times when it's like someone like that that you like think that you know but you're not really sure if they're actually going to be that way well see because like you know like this thing that just happened with tom cruise you yeah know, where, where yeah. tom cruise went off on that guy like that i feel like is how everyone sees that every celebrity is on the brink of that at yeah. any moment yeah yep, yep. like and and now tom cruise isn't exactly my definition of chill guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah like like well you know i you, you jump on oprah's couch enough times i'm you're a little high strung yeah but it's sure. like but Scientology like, maybe you know? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out there. yeah. goddamn what what is it what what is it the Scientology aliens they, they there's an alien in a volcano right or something like that <laughs> I think that's what Scientology is and shout out to Elron I mean he sold the idea and it caught on um but like uh but yeah so so like I can understand how that would be sort of a weird thing and also they say you know don't meet your heroes. Yeah. You know they they, they say that that sometimes mm-hmm. it's better to have not met the people that you idolize yeah. just because you know they could not be the person that you Yeah. One of the weirdest be. thing the weirdest ones for me I would say intimidation wise are always like um, like when I already know what someone's voice sounds like. Oh, so like gotcha. Cusack is like, that especially is the case for like comedians or for like, right. so like Gilbert Gottfried, like when I interviewed yeah. him, like that shit's just really weird. Get when you, when you like hear his voice on the phone, you're yeah. like, fuck, I'm talking to this guy whose voice I've heard for years. Yeah. And now that voice is talking to me. Did you like, ask that's him just to- weird. <laughs> you know, what did you interview him for? That's awesome. I've actually interviewed. I've actually interviewed Gilbert twice. Um, he's one of the, dope. he's one of the famous people that I've talked to twice. Uh, um, it was just a head. Well, actually, the first time I interviewed him, he was at Morty's. Okay. Um, and the second time I interviewed him, he was supposed to be coming to Helium in mid March, and then his show got canceled. Yeah. Oh man, um, I would have so, definitely. So my that. interview, um, that interview has actually never been published, and I just like I I I felt like maybe I should publish it someday, just because like because yeah. I, I actually with that one I like talked to him about um like his relationship with David Letterman and like what he like his thoughts on David Letterman. and he actually had like some really cool quotes on that yeah um that I feel like people would be like yeah overall interested to hear you know yeah absolutely um, but yeah uh so yeah but I, I guess 
like when you talk to people like that with that you just like know their voice in your head like you can just know what they sound like yeah that, that is just the most surreal and also like yeah pretty intimidating you know i could yeah. see that yeah if 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 it wasn't the john cusack from 2012 the movie yeah, yeah. i ain't talking to him <laughs> i need i need that type of energy yeah. cusack <laughs> that's who i need yeah. I, I, i'm more of a high fidelity guy yeah, myself me too. yeah yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> He was coming here for a high fidelity. Okay, event. That, that makes so, sense. So, like, I talked to him a lot about high fidelity stuff. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. What, what was he? What was he? Did, was he saying he's getting back into vinyl and stuff like that? Or he, like, he said that he always has been into music yeah, and everything. Yeah, like, he yeah. seems like he's that, that's like actually him. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting for sure. I talked to him about um shit. Never mind. I can't. I can't yeah. Yeah. I can't sure. Remember. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right on. <laughs> Word. Yeah, no biggie. Um, but so, so when you when you do have these moments of starstruck, has it yeah. caused you to like stumble over your words? Has it caused mm, you to like, or, uh, or is it something you've been able to handle pretty well? I can typically handle it pretty well. Yeah. I think like I think that the like the heart the thing that you normally just if once I get through the first question, then I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. like, um, it it's always a matter of just getting that first question out, and once they react fine to you, then it just like cools you down yeah, um, yeah that's kind of always been the way it's been for me especially like even no matter how big or um famous they are like it, it, once i kind of gauge that they're yeah. gonna be chill then yeah it's it's typically pretty yeah awesome which a lot of times like i actually talked about that on harder brunch like there are sometimes people that are difficult like bob saget was yeah. one person that i like did not really enjoy talking to and sure. i could just kind of from the start i could gauge that like he was not going to he was going to kind of control the conversation and like that's that yeah. always sucks yeah yeah yeah, and the, the, yeah that doesn't really make for a for a fun no. you know situation for both of you that no. sounds like him though yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um so uh i guess we don't really have to name any names but have mm-hmm. you seen any any like uh funny off the cuff shit happen in locker rooms like like stuff yeah. that that you know um i'm trying i mean so like old depot actually like he sings a lot yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And he's actually is, really good too. and that is like a real thing and uh like one one of my like funnier stories with him was like there was one day where he was in the locker room and he was just like singing some random song and <laughs> uh and the the um like but you like couldn't tell like it seemed like it might be a real song you couldn't really know and like the pacers like got the head of press for the pacers was like yo vic what song is that and he was like i don't know i'm just like making it up right now <laughs> and i was like right on man that's, like that's, that's cool. pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah he, i mean he wrote an album before the season yeah, that's right it was yeah, like right. two seasons ago Yep. Something like that, yep, yep, yep. like before the season. Yep. How do you write and record yeah. an album? And it was a professionally like yeah. I no, think was, he might have won. Legit. He might have got. He might have been. He was recognized uh, somehow for yeah. the for for the album. But I mean, he's 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 yeah. a really good he's musical legit. artist. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one. Um, and this was like more kind of my. I don't know. It was it was just a weird experience. But there's one day where um, Miles Turner broke his nose. And um, he was doing like post game locker room stuff, and normally like everyone just like has their phones out and it's like taking a video of him talking, and I was doing that with Miles, and like the PR guy like comes out of nowhere and like like puts my phone down. He's like, "No, you're not allowed to take video of him with this broken nose." And I was like, "Whoa, okay." Like that's like it didn't that's even look weird. that bad, but they're right, like yeah. they didn't want like anyone seeing him with a bad nose like on the internet and i was like oh my damn God. like you're really protecting his image like <laughs> that man it didn't even look that bad like you yeah. couldn't even tell that's insane yeah interesting <laughs> but, like afterward he was like he was like delete that video right away like don't put it anywhere on the internet and i was like okay man like Jesus. damn yeah <laughs> calm your tits interesting yeah, yeah. So, see but it's people who act like that yeah that are like make people go yeah, I'm putting this on the internet. Yeah. Screw that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for <laughs> that's, sure. That's 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 how that you know sort of sort of dichotomy gets driven. I think. Yeah. So so this is part of their like the the players like so so they meet they meet with folks not only you mm-hmm. but from other organizations like on a regular basis. Yes. Um. So pretty much what happens um every day um post practice and post. Every every day post practice, um, the got the that PR guy that I mentioned that 
made me delete the video. Um, he he picks like a couple guys that are going to be available, and then those guys have to talk to the media for as long as we need them to, um, and then. Uh, the coach does that every day. Okay. Um, after practice, he talks every day, and yeah. then there's always two players too. And then post game, um, there's always the coach, and then uh, two to three players. And even so, that's also when it is like right now they've just been doing like zooms, um, which was also super weird because after the game that I was at, they because they're like still isolating the players like even though we were in the same building as them we zoomed them after the game which interesting pre- which was pretty weird because like we were all like all the media was just like sitting up in this row and we were just like all talking to these guys through a screen and like you would hear like they'd be like all right seth it's your turn or scott it's your turn and then it would like you just hear a guy like down the down the way to start talking to his computer <laughs> you know it's just like super weird you know but because we were all like in yeah. this virtual conversation Strange. but like yeah it was yeah. very odd um weird but yeah Welcome so normally normally yeah the the like pr guy is pretty much in charge of like who is available yeah um to talk um which again like it like it's pretty controlled like they yeah. and they they make certain people available that, like they definitely make the guys that are good at talking yeah more available than the guys who yeah. aren't good at talking yeah like yeah. if like if draymond green played for the pacers he yeah. would be on there every <laughs> yeah. day yeah 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 That's oh just how man yeah those pr guys they gotta have a job yeah because so. <laughs> they're That's contracted part of, part of their contract is to be able to be interviewed they could be yeah. fined if they refuse correct yep. yeah yeah that was just happening with kyrie irving because yep. he yeah. was just he refused and then the nba fined out a bunch mm-hmm. of money so there's a few play. i think there was a couple players last year I know Kyrie was one of them, and I th- there was a specific situation yeah. as to why he said no. Um, oh, was it, it when he was talking about flat Earth? <laughs> um, actually, it, it may it may have been because he said that his comments were taken out of context, yeah. and that what was written wasn't what he actually said. Hey, yeah. so you know? he was like going on strike against the media. Uh-huh. Um, but Man, yeah, he's yeah. a weirdo. Dude. He he is. He, he was just burnt. Did you see like the other day? He like burned sage before a game, like at the arena. I did not see. Yeah, that. Was, I saw the comments that Charles Barkley made yeah, about him. Yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> he's just a huh. weird, He's a weirdo, man. He's he's something else. Yeah. Another one of those dookies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. For sure. Who said How, that? Did Charles Barkley say that? No, Charles Barkley. I. Well, uh, I thought you were quoting Charles Barkley. I'm like, that is the most Charles Barkley thing I've ever heard anyone <laughs> say. Well, Kyrie went to Duke, so yeah. a Duke is a Duke. Oh, gotcha. he also is kind of a Dukey, too. Yeah. Though, you know? yeah. Like he's, he's in both the sense of the word. That's that funny. Charles yeah. Barkley basically told him, uh, he, he, he basically, he, the end of his comment was, you dribble, a, you, you get paid to dribble a basketball, man. Yeah. Like, stop acting like you're smart. Is yeah. basically what he said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, stop, it, stop acting like you know. It something. was his comments how he said it. He refused to speak to the press due to mistreatment of certain artists, not players, not athletes, <laughs> artists. Interesting. Interesting. And he was filed. Tw- he was fined twenty five thousand dollars fine from Jeez. the NBA. Uh, the focus on what's going on in here, Irving said. I wanted to make sure that it was clear. No distractions. Nothing about dispelling anything. Nothing about going back and forth. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> He's weirdo. He it says uh, it's really just how about felt about the mistreatment of certain artists when we get a certain platform and where we can make decisions within our lives to have full control and ownership. We want to perform in a secure and protected space. He said on Monday, adding his silence was not uh, meant as an attack on journalists. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. So, um, so let's let's kind of break down the the sort of the the topic of a lot of the conversation that surrounds um mu- not not just music but comedy venues but yeah. live performance venues in general is like everyone knows it's bad mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. like like venues are doing what they can yeah. um to to uh you know survive and what what do you, what tips do you have for the folks at home yeah. to try and help these venues? Like, is it just merch sales? Like, yeah. what's yeah? I don't know, man. It, it is kind of tough. I mean, some of the venues have been like selling some like I saw like Hi Fi and Melody and a couple other places were selling like old posters and stuff, which is cool. Okay, but, that's like, cool. Yeah, but yeah, obviously, like that's not going to help them that much. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Really, the issue is just like these 
they need like government help, which yeah. they aren't getting yet. And that was actually when I had talked to the helium guy, like he was just talking about how like they just like, even though they're open now, like they still are like pretty much being inhibited to yeah. the amount of money they can make by the government. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because they can only have 50%. And that's like not their choice. That's the government saying that. Yeah. So he was just saying how, like, if they're going to, if the government is going to inhibit them, then the government should also be helping them. You know? Sure. I, I, yeah, yeah. for sure. And, I totally uh, agree with that. So there's, there's been a lot of talk from music and comedy venues alike the Save Our Stages Act, which is something that, like, all of them really want passed. And that would um, kind of, like, give them just give them a life money yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. um that they can so that way they can stay alive while these while um they can't have as many people or while they're completely closed because there are some places like dukes is like not opened at all state street is not opened at all there are certain places that have like not opened at all you know and like and dukes is such a cool man i miss dukes yes yeah Yeah, and that's a lot of great country and yep. folk and, and americana music going yep. through this blues god yep. so much great stuff yeah well, i don't I, I don't think that the government actually wants those types of places to stay open i kind of think that's and part of the problem yeah this is so i, I don't know if you know but uncle buck's house yeah. we get onto our, our on onto our conspiracy kicks <laughs> and we do, um, we do that we dive yeah. and um in, in in my opinion this is a direct um uh this this strategy is directed towards these types of places because number one these are gathering spots mm-hmm. where people come together and they become like you get friends together you have a good time you have drinks you forget about the world you go back and you live your life for the next six seven days or five or six days and you go back to the club have yourself a good like that's your night out mm-hmm. that's that's your one time you get to do something and um, when you take that away and you make people stay home and you feed them what they're seeing on TV and you're and they're, and they're watching these programs, which is exactly what it is, it's programming and they're and, and they're confined in to these one areas. You can control people a lot easier that way. Yeah. But when these people are out at events, doing things with other people, hearing thoughts from other people, uh, it's it, it's hard to control those types of people. Those types of people are the ones that are, you know, the free thinkers the the ones Quite that are conspiracy for sure i don't know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that's uh, it, well it's uh it's a uh, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like you know um the 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 you know the some of the biggest most monumental events to happen in american history have been live mm-hmm. concerts have yeah. been woodstock have mm-hmm. been yep. you know yeah, fuck, even the second woodstock yeah. um you know the wall of sound all these massive mm-hmm. um sort of uh iconic moments in 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 american history have all been centered around live sports live entertainment mm-hmm. um you know that sort of thing in general, mm-hmm. and, and I think that I think that the people will eventually. I think people in general will be like, "Look, this is a thing that we need to have to enjoy our time here." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know, it. it the, I think that people are gonna are, are gonna jerk back the other way. I I I honestly think that you, we're gonna see more people than not that are just like, "Look, I I understand the risk, the inherent risk of living. I'm gonna go yeah. stand barefoot in the lawn at." fucking yeah. deer creek for yeah. a dave matthews show. <laughs> uh, like 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 yeah. that that will you know and yeah. I, I i think that we're gonna see <clears throat> i think we're gonna see a lot more people than we think you know mm-hmm. really dive back into yeah, the, so the, the love of live entertainment because like we said earlier we were talking about this earlier they don't you don't know if it's going to be the last show yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you don't know when you're not going to have another year of shows yep yeah. <clears throat> one yeah. outbreak and you're fucked for a whole year sure yeah. and and it's like you know um people are going to treat their events that way yeah people are Agreed. you know and uh so i think that i i think that's going to be a whole lot of fun yeah um BJ, what, what were we looking at time was? We're right at an hour. See, dude, I'm telling yeah, you, man, good. I'm getting uncanny with this nice. time. When, you're, um, when, you're, when, when you have a good conversation, yeah, time flies. It yeah. does, it does. Um, well, uh, Seth, let, let us know where we mm-hmm. can find you. What you know? What are some things that we should be paying attention to over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, cool. Um, so I... Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, my handle is at Seth V them S E T H V T H E M, and that's I post I always post all of my articles that I write for everybody there. Um, 
Currently, what am I working on? Um, I just interviewed this comedian, Jared Freed, who will be at... Oh, very cool. Yeah, he'll be at um, Helium on New Year's Eve, so that'll be coming out nice. soon. Um, I also just interviewed um, Oreo Jones and Sirius Black. They just put out a new album, collaborative cool. album. and uh, so that'll Love be, Sirius Black. There will be a new interview coming out with them soon as well. Um, those are the two big things that I'm kind of a little bit slower right now just because of the holidays yeah, and absolutely. everything. But those are the two big ones that are kind of on my table right now. So. Very cool. Yeah, and I normally... I mean, I, I also normally post all my interviews with Pacers players and stuff on Instagram and Twitter, too. So if people ever want to see that, I normally kind of, like, clip them and you can, like, hear me talking. You can hear all these things that I've been talking about yeah. there. So, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Nick, where can the people find you, bud? And Oaks 5 Facebook and Oaks 55 on Instagram. Yep. And um, this will be coming out on Christmas Eve. So uh, we want to wish you and your family um, a very Merry Christmas. Shall that be your holiday of celebration? If not, um, happy holiday season to you and your people. Um, I love you all. And it's it's uh, uh, been a crazy 2020. I think we have one more show left before the end of the year. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, thanks for hanging out with us. So, um, guys, don't forget to, uh, uh, rate and review on iTunes and all that fun stuff. Uh, oh, shit. don't forget either. Check out the conjunction. That's going to be, yes. Coming. I, I guess we didn't really talk yeah, about this, we, but good conversation. We forgot some yeah, of the yeah, other stuff. Yeah, we yeah, 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 about. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but the, uh, the, the great conjunction they're calling it Saturn and Jupiter will be aligning in a way that makes them look like one massive star, mm-hmm. um, over the course of the next seven days, tomorrow being the winter solstice, which um, they said, they think is what the star of Bethlehem. Uh, well, some uh, a, a lot They're of people calling it that. Yeah, 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 a lot of people think that's what the star of Bethlehem was. Hasn't been seen for like I don't know what eight hundred years mm, or yeah. something like that. Um, but yeah, just the way that Saturn and Jupiter are aligning, they appear as one large star right on. that's in the southwestern sky from dusk until seven p.m. for the next seven days. Interesting. So. Yep. All right. Uh, y'all, thanks so much for stopping by. We're going to go out with a song of Seth Pig. L- l- let us know who who is this again? This is um, a song called Bad News by Aaron Frazier. Aaron Frazier um, has an album coming out early January, um, and he is the also the drummer of the band Dorian Jones and the Indications. So, very um, cool. It's a very soulful song. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Okay, I see you. <laughs> <laughs>